At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you're sitting at your desk as a dispatcher, you will always get calls from people who have dialed 911 accidentally. It happens way more than people think. Thankfully, in the past few years, cell phone companies have done some things that help with the actual amount of calls that come in that are dialed accidentally. They still happen, though, and still pretty frequently. In one of the calls on this episode, you're going to have to engage your active listening ear. Really pay attention to what's happening, just like a dispatcher would. But more on that in a bit. Welcome back to another episode of Music City 911. Thank you all for stopping in and having a listen. For any new listeners out there, my name's Brandon, and I'm a current 911 dispatcher and have been for over 22 years now. When I say current, I mean I'm still there doing the job. I was just at work this morning manning a police radio. Luckily for the citizens of Nashville, it was a slow day. For dispatcher, though, slow day can be kind of boring at times. But it's also welcomed. Sometimes you need a break from all the madness. But getting right back into the episode, when I was talking about your active listening ear, get ready to use it. I won't go into what the call is. You'll have to do that yourself. But I will say that I did have to edit some of it just to make it a little bit easier for you to hear. You will hear some cutouts from the audio. That's from the call itself. That happens sometimes. So if you hear a pause for a couple seconds, that's okay. It's in the recording. So just kind of keep that in mind. But enough talk about it. Let's get rolling. Mike! Mike! 
Depending on the agency, we're given a little bit of leeway as to what we send up and what we don't. Some agencies, if you get a 911 call, regardless of the potential nature, they're going to send somebody out to investigate it. Quite a few, though, we have a little bit of discretion as to what we can send up. If we have an open line call kind of like this one come in, and it's obvious that the person is at a grocery store and they're checking out, you can hear them talking very calmly to the cashier or it sounds muffled like it's in their pocket and they're just walking somewhere, we can disregard that call and go on to the next. After a while, being a dispatcher, you kind of get to know what these things sound like. So it's a little bit easier for you to know if someone has their phone in their pocket or inside of a purse, and it's just dialing accidentally. This one, obvious, this was no accident. You could hear a lot going on in the background. But think back to yourself, what did you hear? Could you understand what was being said? There was obvious some yelling going on there, but at times it was really hard to understand what was actually being said. Did you hear anything else? Any struggles? Anyone gasping for air? Any gunshots? I think I might have heard a couple on there. I won't play it again, but just kind of keep those things in mind as well. The phone call disconnected at this point. Again, depending on the actual agency you work for, and on top of that, what kind of call you have going on, that kind of determines whether or not you're going to make a call back on this or not. Being that this is an unknown situation, you really don't know, you're going to make a call back. And that's exactly what happened on this one. The mailbox belonging to... You've reached me. Leave the mail. Now, I'll tell you straight up, when I get a call like this, that last one, the open line where we don't know what's going on, then you make the call back and you get a voicemail like this, you might start to get a little bit of a knot in your stomach. It did sound like somebody there had some sort of an actual real emergency, and now they're not answering their phone. I'm not sure what sort of ability this agency had for GPS but they might not have had anything at all. So, imagine yourself in that situation. You receive the 911 call. You know something wrong is going on. Then when you call back, it goes to voicemail. Me, I'm calling back. Probably repeatedly until I can get somebody on the phone. Now I'll let the rest of this play out. It's a few minutes long.
open ring into our call center. Is there an emergency? We got home invasion. Somebody just came in here. What's your address? It's 115 David Drive, apartment D. I'm shot. Okay, sir, is it apartment My roommate's shot. I think my roommate's dead. Sir, is it apartment D? Apartment D is in God. Okay, I think my roommate's okay, dead. I'm okay, shot in the okay, fucking sir, stomach. Sir, stay on the line for Lyria Police. We'll get you an ambulance. Stay on the line. Lyria Police, can I help you? I'm shot in the fucking stomach. Where are you at? Sir? I think my roommate's fucking dead. Okay, where are you at? We're at 115 David Drive, apartment D. I'm shot. Apartment Z, Z as in Z. Z as in Charles? G as in God. Okay. Who shot you, honey? Who has a weapon? The two guys that came in here had weapons. We struggled with them and got the weapons from them. Okay, where are they at now? One is dead on my fucking living room floor. I think my roommate's dead in his bedroom and I'm shot in the stomach. 115 David Drive, all 377 units, 115 David Drive. Complainant's on public service. They said he shot in the stomach. He thinks his roommate may be DOA and subject left the area with a gun. Except for one of them. One of the assailants is here. Okay, I've got units in route, sir. Very good. All right, sir, could I get your name, please? Are you still on the phone? Valeria, I, I don't know. I think he's still there. Just a moment. Hello? Sir? Yeah, sir, this is Valeria Police. I'm still on the phone. I need as much information as you can give me. Well, you got me shot in the stomach. I can't give you any information. Just... Complainant has been shot in the stomach. 115 David Drive, apartment G. George. There's someone on the floor. He thinks he may be DOA. Subjects have left that had a weapon. Except yeah, for one Okay, do, do you know these people? No, I've never seen them in my life. White male, black males, what were they? They're two black males. Okay, what were they wearing? Any kind of vehicle description? No, they busted in our apartment. I got two black males stated that they broke into his apartment. He doesn't know any clothing description at this time or what type of vehicle. Oh, my God. All right, honey, we have an ambulance en route for you also. Please hurry. I've got officers that are in your complex, sir. Just hung up. <sighs> Hang on a second. I'll call him. I'll try and get him back. Thanks very much. The mailbox belonging to... Try again. You've reached me. Prior to uh, him disconnecting, did you get any name or anything, ma'am? He didn't no. give me any of that. This initially actually came in as an open line. I called the mailbox him back belonging to... that um, his home You've had just been invaded, me. and that's when I rung him into you guys. 377 units, just be advised. 911 states that it came in as an open line. On callback, he stated that his home had been invaded. Now he's been disconnected and we aren't able to make contact. A mailbox belonging to. You've reached me. 115 G. George. Are your officers on scene? Yes, they are they're trying to find the apartment number? The mailbox belonging to. The mailbox belonging to. You've reached me. Copy. Did they find 
they, they're out now. They're, they were trying to secure the parking lot. They have not found them yet. Hello? Hi, honey. This is Elyria Police Department. I've got officers that are in your complex. Billy, I'm trying to stomach. Yes, honey, I've got a, a um, ambulance on the way, and then officers are... Do you have any idea who these people were? Do they have masks on their faces? Tell me as much as you can, honey. I appreciate it. I'm shot. Are you talking to my officers, honey? Thank God this dispatcher called back more than once on this. If not, it might have been sent up as just a non-emergency response for a 911 investigation with very little info. As you could hear, police and fire slash EMS have different dispatchers on this call. Sounds like the call initially goes to their medical side and gets transferred to the police afterwards. That's the way it works in some agencies. This is the way that my center used to do it, and a lot of smaller agencies still do it. They just don't have the budget to have one consolidated center, so there's a budget set aside for police and medics to have their own dispatchers. Also past that, you could hear that one of those dispatchers was on the radio getting units en route while she was still on the phone with a caller. That can be extremely stressful when you have a call like this going on, and you're talking as well as listening to the units and trying to relay any info while still being on the phone with a caller. This call, this one was really messed up, as you could hear. Sounds like when the suspects broke in, the caller's fight or flight kicked in, and he was all fight. Him and his roommate took on two guys with guns, and as the caller said, they managed to wrestle guns out of the hands of the suspects. During the fight, the caller was shot in the stomach. One suspect was likely dead, and the caller believed his roommate was as well. The other suspect fled and was on the run. Home invasions in general, they happen like this. Maybe not with multiple people shot, but still similar. Suspects will target a house or an apartment, and usually it's multiple suspects. Instead of going the normal route, it's someone just breaking in, waiting for those to be asleep inside or just not home at all when they try to break in with stealth. They force their way in usually brandishing weapons with the threat of violence if the residents don't comply. Very scary thought. And this happens way more often than when I started working. Criminals seem like they've just become more brazen in general. This incident happened back in December of 2009 in a suburb of Cleveland called Elyria. The suspects, Brady Phillips and Erminio Serrano intended on breaking into the apartment forcefully 
and stealing the contents of two safes inside. I'm not exactly sure how they knew about the safes, but that could have happened in any number of ways. The caller, David McDonough, he was home with his roommate Michael Stump along with a few other people for a small party. Once the suspects forced their way in, that's where the struggle for the guns happened and shots started ringing out. As said before, the caller David, he was hit in the abdomen. He was transported to a Cleveland hospital where he was released a few days later. His roommate Michael, though, he was shot in the head. Even though he was shot in the head, he was transported to a hospital, but ended up not surviving. He was 30 years old. The suspect that was left there, Serrano, he was shot in the shoulder, but the bullet must have traveled to a vital organ because he was pronounced dead at the scene. The suspect that made it away, Brady Phillips, he left in what was described as a conversion van and was later arrested close to his own home. He was booked on several charges, including two counts of murder and aggravated robbery and burglary, six counts of assault, and also tampering with evidence. He initially pleaded not guilty. He had previously been arrested and sentenced to prison for theft and breaking and entering, as well as an earlier conviction for aggravated drug trafficking. Later, Phillips changed his plea to guilty and a deal made with prosecutors. I'm surprised the judge let it stand, though. His deal was for 14 years. He maintained his innocence through the entire thing, saying that he didn't have a gun and he shot no one. It doesn't work that way. He planned and executed a home invasion. He's also responsible for whatever happens during that home invasion. But past that, the reason I say I'm surprised the judge let it stand is because of the complete lack of remorse it seemed that Phillips had for the crime itself. He had an outburst in court. Yes. I mean, Judge Bolesky. Yes, sir. I'm signing this deal for 14 years, right? This, that's what this, this is the deal for, right? That's 14 years. Right. Right. After he's done filling it out, I'll put it all on the record. Yeah, we won't. I mean, I'm going to fill it out, but that's not it. It's just, it's the that is a deal years. for 14 years. Right. It has conditions that you must do and what I must do and what happened if you violate. Yeah, all right. You ain't going to do nothing, bro. What's that? You're a liar. Mr. Phillips, I'm sorry to be uh, cussing you. Yeah, I like that language, but I also uh, understand, Mr. Phillips, you may think you treated you poorly, but the fact of the matter is two people are dead. Because I didn't kill him. What, if they worried about that, why didn't let the other dude out? His friend who set him up. If you're so worried about justice or that, why he out in the street? If you said you didn't do what the heck you were supposed to do to Oh, yes. shut up, bro. Yeah. All right, Judge. For what this guy did, he really is getting the deal of a lifetime. 14 years. Not sure if they were counting his time served with that or not, but he is going to be getting out. And he wanted to run his mouth like that. He's extremely lucky the judge didn't drop that sentence and end up with more years tacked on. And this was all done with family of one of the victims there inside the courtroom. Just horrible all around.
actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC911 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BADLANDSRanch.com MC911 today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Clark County, now what's that, Marcy? Hello, how you doing? Um, first of all, I'm a piece of shit. I need medical assistance out here for this elderly couple. I'm turning myself in. Okay, what's this for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got family, they know me, um, and I'm turning myself in. I know the family. Okay. Right? Breathing? They conscious and breathing, but they need medical assistance. Well, let's get rescue on the phone for you so you can let them know what's going on so they know what you're saying. Okay, I don't want nobody hurting me, and I'm saying this now. You understand? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm saying this for the record. Fire rescue with Sandra, um, severe emergency. I'm just, I'm just saying on record, I don't want to be hurt. I'm turning myself in. Fire rescue, what's the address of your emergency? I'm turning myself in. It's the what's okay. going on? Was it an assault, sir? I'm just turning myself in. Okay, are they breathing? Yeah, yeah, are they wet? They breathing. Uh, yes, they're breathing. They were just talking. Uh, okay. They were just talking. That. I don't know what he, what he's done done. Okay. Make sure they stage. All right, Sheriff's Office. We're gonna stage. Right yeah. here. What is right here. what is your name? <laughs> okay, we're, sir. We're on our way. I need your name. <laughs> Okay, what happened to the couple? What did you do to the couple? Are you there? All right, Sheriff's Office, we're going to stage. Just give us a call. Okay. Sir, are you there? Hello? 
know. This was a very weird one, both a call and what took place. This caller didn't give very many details at all. He just kept saying he wanted to turn himself in and that these people needed medical aid but wouldn't say why. It's not often you get someone saying they want to turn themselves in, but especially for something we don't even know what they did. He also started out that call by saying, I'm a piece of shit. If this guy did what we found out about all this, I would tend to agree. The caller is 46-year-old Aubrey Lumpkin. He and a still-unknown accomplice performed roughly the same sort of home invasion as the last fellows did. They went about it a bit differently, though. They targeted the home of a married couple in their 70s. Lumpkin went in the front door. His partner went in the back. Once inside... They found the man in one room, and his wife was in the bathroom. Once they got both of them together, they ordered them to lay down on the ground, and then fired two shots over their heads, just to scare them. They forced the couple to give up an ATM card along with their secret PIN number. They then bound them with duct tape, and also put duct tape over their mouth and eyes. This is how they remained for more than 48 hours. The suspects left them there, and made a run to a local Winn-Dixie supermarket to start withdrawing money from an ATM. In total, they got about $3,000. They used that to make repeated trips to buy drugs. My only guess from Lumpkin as to why he called was maybe the drugs made him so paranoid he thought that he had no other choice. Police arrived at the scene of this house in Green Cove Springs, Florida, and Lumpkin gave himself up without any type of incident. His partner was nowhere to be found. Police went inside and found the couple still tied up, covered in feces as well as malnourished, dehydrated, and suffering from a variety of infections. They were transported to a local hospital. This is something that happened just a few days ago, so it's still ongoing. Lumpkin, he's being held without bond. If this was all, it would be bad enough as it is. But this isn't all. While police were there questioning Lumpkin, he also confessed to a murder. Very few details have been released about this from police, but they had enough to start looking around. They have found in the woods behind the residence what they call potential human remains. Clay County Sheriff Michelle Cook went on record saying she didn't know how long this person had been out there or what sort of role that Lumpkin had in it. As I said, this just happened a few days ago, so this is something we'll definitely be finding out more about as the investigation continues. When I hear more about it, I'll definitely post that in the Facebook discussion group. That's going to about do it for this one. I should have a little something extra for you to listen to, I would imagine probably later on this week. If you don't follow the show yet on various social media, Go ahead and do so now. I'll be posting what I'm talking about there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also, as I said, the Facebook discussion group. That's where I'm usually most active in. Also, I know I've been talking a lot about this, but to tell you the truth, I'm pretty excited about it. CrimeCon. It's less than two weeks away. I've been working on or researching various things for this for the past few months. 
it's a pretty big deal. Since all this started, I've been in contact with so many more podcasters than I knew before. It's really incredible how nice everyone that I've talked to is. They've been filled with my questions, offering suggestions, and even more. I'm very proud to be a part of this community. And if you're able to go and haven't bought tickets yet, use the discount code MC911. And for those not able to actually make the trip to Vegas, there is a virtual option so you can experience all this at home. Head over to CrimeCon.com for more info. I'll be getting back with y'all on the next episode. And until then, for Music City 911, this is Brandon, and y'all have a good one.